Welcome to the NextGen Work Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Ross. I help leaders support working parents so that they can recruit and retain the best people. Join me as I interview experts and provide insights into the struggles that parents and caregivers face in the workplace. Learn how your business can become a place where parents feel included, supported, and valued. Being a family-friendly business isn't just a nice-to-have anymore. For the next generation and those that are raising them, it is critical. Hello there, and welcome to the final episode of Season 1 of Playgrounds and Paychecks. Thank you so much for listening along this season. And I'm dropping in today with a short solo episode just to summarize what we've heard so far this season and let you know a little bit about what's coming up next. So in season one, we've covered a wide range of topics related to uh, childcare challenges and some innovative solutions for parents and working families. I've talked to three parents in this season um, who shared their stories with us. We talked about the chaos of the school year and how to manage and handle all of the school and daycare logistics and drop-offs, even when you've got kids going in three or four different directions all at once, and both parents are trying to balance their career. We talked about the difficulties of finding summer childcare, especially for a child with special needs, and some more um, just general issues and problems that you might run into with childcare in that situation. And we talked about the challenges of balancing careers and caring for a toddler um, amidst traveling for work and having 12-hour shifts, and that would be super tricky. So it's important from these three stories, I realize, just to remember that every situation is going to be different. Every working family is going to have very different needs and um, managers and employers just need to keep in mind that everyone is going through their own struggle. Um, With these parents, I talked about the importance of communication with your partner, taking care of yourself, and some of their uh, frustrations with the costs associated with daycare. But we also over and over heard about the significance of supportive bosses who understand and of flexible workplaces that allow for some flexibility in scheduling or where and when you work. And I also talked to two um, experts in the field who are also parents themselves, uh, but they had some unique experiences to bring to the table because both of these women, uh, Britt Riley, the founder of Haven Clubs, and Lauren Duke, who persuaded the Steamboat Ski Resort to open an on-site child care center. Both of these moms realized that they had a very real problem with child care and that it was impacting more than just them. And rather than just kind of uh, dealing with it or whining about it, they found a way to solve the problem, which I think was just amazing. Both ladies talked about the significance of having a like community feeling in the childcare setting. So for Britt, she is running a club, well, multiple clubs, where parents and children are all under the same roof. And she mentioned how important it was to take care of the whole family in order to be providing the best for the child as well. So 
she calls her um, child care facility and co-working space a club, and it is really a sort of community of all of these families just kind of coexisting and being under the same roof, which I think is amazing. And I'm sure that some of those parents have formed great friendships and relationships from, you know, being in the same co-working space and then watching their children grow up together as well. And that was also something that Lauren talked about um, that was kind of an unexpected benefit of the on-site childcare at her employer is now her daughter's friends are her co-workers' kids. So they have formed some really great friendships between their families because their kids and uh, or their kids are together all day at daycare and they're working together and it's just really great that they all have very similar you know lifestyle choices they all of course enjoy skiing and being outdoors and so it's just created this wonderful community based around that child care center so that was just really something that stood out to me um that, you know, community and taking care of the whole family is just as important as providing care for the children. Uh, Both Britt and Lauren also talked about the importance of early childhood education, which is something that we really don't put enough emphasis on in this country. Um, Children do the most development. Their brain is developing the most between the ages of zero and five. That is the most rapid period of brain growth. And yet we look at those years, those educators as just babysitters most of the time. And they are so much more than that. Um, Our early childhood educators are a part of our children's lives at the most important part of their lives. And we really should be making them feel valued, um, paying them what they're worth, and investing just as much in early childhood education as we are in later or even, you know, secondary or post-secondary education. Because honestly, if the kids don't get a great start and a good early foundation, they may never make it to college anyways. So... We really should be focusing even more on early childhood education. Uh, we also discussed that flexible childcare options are really important to meet the needs of working parents. Not every parent is working nine to five Monday through Friday and has every national holiday off. Um, Lauren talked about, you know, her center matches her work hours, which means they're open on major holidays like um, Martin Luther King Day and such, because those are big ski days. Those are days when the ski resort is the busiest. So of course they're open. But if she didn't have that on-site childcare, she probably wouldn't have childcare available on those holidays. So it was really important to her to have some flexibility or a center that matched her work schedule. Britt talked about offering Uh, flexibility for the members of their club you know that it's not always expected that they're just there every day all day all week they have um, some different flexible options I talked with Katie about both of us Um, we have 
husbands who don't work regular schedules, who are usually off one or two days out of the week. And oftentimes we aren't sending our kids to daycare on those days because we're doing something as a family or letting the kids have time with their dad. And it's frustrating that we still have to pay a full-time rate even though the kids aren't even going to daycare every day. So it would just be really nice to start seeing even more flexibility and different options in childcare outside of the just traditional, regular childcare centers that um, are the norm. In addition to uh, flexible childcare, just access to childcare is super important for working parents. Um, there are childcare deserts out there where it's almost impossible to find childcare. And of course, if you can't find somebody to care for your child, you can't go to work. So if employers want parents on their payroll, which I think uh, most people do because parents and caregivers make up a huge majority of the workforce, if employers want those parents to come and work for them, they need to be concerned about the current state of childcare in our country. Um, there is a, a crisis. There's just not enough affordable and accessible childcare to meet the needs of every parent. And most businesses, I feel, are not, a, not concerned about this enough. It is an economic problem. It is a business problem. Some studies have shown that childcare breakdowns lead to up to $3 billion in business losses per year due to employee absenteeism. So that's days when the childcare is closed or when their babysitter is sick and they can't go to work. Businesses are losing up to $3 billion a year because of childcare not being consistent and reliable. But implementing a more dependable solution like on-site childcare or some sort of uh, childcare benefit can lead to improved attendance by up to about 30% and improve retention of working parents up to about 60%. I mean, that is a big deal because hiring new employees and going through that whole process of training somebody new is expensive, time-consuming, and if you can just retain the really great hardworking parents that you already have, that would save the business so much money. And a huge part of the struggles for working parents right now is childcare. So businesses really need to get on board with this and be more concerned about it. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that every business needs to open a childcare center like Steamboat did. There are lots of different ways that you can, um, you know, support your parents in this area. It might be opening a childcare center if that's what your employers need. Like Steamboat realized they were in one of those childcare deserts where there really wasn't much out there for the parents. There weren't very many options. There were centers closing and very few staying open and not a lot of options for their employer employees, uh, so they decided to open something up. But it could also look like just providing a little bit of a stipend to help families out, to um, help pay for childcare. It may be having some sort of backup care options, um, like helping pay for those you know, emergency childcare days, um, having some sort of a like app 
or an agreement with a local center or something. It could also be just being supportive and allowing for some flexibility, knowing that on days where the school is closed, they might need to work from home if possible, or that they may call in with a really sick kid in the morning um, last minute and you have to make changes and be flexible and understanding of that rather than making them feel guilty or trying to um, get them to come to work even when they have a sick kid at home because that's just not going to lead to a productive day for anyone. And if nothing else, employers should at least be advocating for better early childhood education. Just be the voice for your working parents, employees, because most of them don't have the time or energy to be the voice for themselves. So get involved in some advocacy. Let your voice be known. Um, You know, make it well known that we understand this is a business problem, an economic problem that needs to be addressed. And how should it be addressed? Well, that is... um, the you know question of the century should the government play a bigger role in it do businesses need to pick up the slack do we need to just continue relying on private sectors Um, I think that there has to be some sort of cooperation between all of the above Um, it is an expensive uh, you know thing to run a daycare And in some cases, we probably do need a little bit of government support to make sure that it is affordable and accessible to all families in all areas. Uh, We discussed the the childcare cliff that we went over in September, where some government funding that came through during COVID had ended um, last week as part of the domestic emergency aid priorities. President Biden actually called on Congress to invest uh, extra $16 billion in emergency childcare funding. So if that's passed, it'll help us um, not see the price hikes and staff shortages and daycare closures that we were expecting after that childcare um, funding from COVID had ended. So that is something to watch out for in the coming weeks and months to, you know, see if that is going to be passed. And in the meantime, or in addition to that, Like I said, businesses are really just going to have to step up and understand that this is a business problem and that they probably need to do something about it to address it in their area in one way or another. Um, Some one example of a public-private partnership, if you're interested, um, Richmond has been doing a mixed delivery care where there's um, some stipends and such available and they're helping get children into private centers not just the publicly funded ones so there's a a bit of a partnership going on there and if you're interested in hearing some more about that I encourage you to check out the no one is coming to save us podcast in fact I really encourage you to just go and listen to that in general about childcare because that's what the entire podcast is about and they share so many Um, interesting stories and facts about what is going on with childcare in our country. So if this is a topic that you're interested in learning more about, highly recommend checking out that podcast. That's it for season one. I thank you so much for coming along on this ride with me, for listening to 
all of the stories of these working parents and for thinking about how uh, employers and businesses can maybe help parents out a little bit in the realm of childcare. Um, next season, we'll be talking about parental leave, which is another hot topic and something that um, definitely could be improved in our country. In the meantime, watch out for a couple of bonus episodes coming in the next or in between the seasons. Um, I'm talking with Christy Yates about the sandwich generation and the needs of caregivers who are balancing taking care of their children, but also taking care of their aging parents or loved ones. And in another bonus episode, I'm talking to Michael Perry, the founder of Maple, which is an app that helps parents stay organized. And that was a really fabulous conversation. So definitely watch out for that one. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, take care.